0: I love good-tasting food, so to have really, really good-tasting vegetables just means that your cooking's going to be that much more amazing. So, um, I think my cooking's almost influenced my farming more than the other way around.
1: This is The Producers. I'm Anthony Huckstep. After looking to find a genuine purpose and help deal with postnatal depression – Jamie Pennell began growing food at her home. With her hands in the soil, it wasn't long before she learned to have her own farm to feed the wider community, and one day supply restaurants too. She's now four months into her dream and making a huge impact in the scenic rim.
0: So my name is Jamie Pennell, and I run Forgotten Sound Farm. We are in um we're located just five minutes from a little town called Canungra which is in the scenic rim um, and it's just behind the gold coast hinterland. so we have this beautiful subtropical bordering on temperate climate which means we can grow a really wide variety of veggies and fruit which as a grower is really exciting We actually only purchased the property four months ago, so we have really hit the ground running um, with everything, Um, but at the moment, we really are focusing on high turnover crops um, just so we could get to market as quickly as possible. So... um, Anything, um, anything seasonal. So, you know, radish, silver beet, um, salad mixes, beetroots, spring onions. Um, and we've also planted uh, 50 fruit trees. Um, and we have plans to add another 50 to that. So we can really provide a really wide range of fruit and vegetables to our customers. So because we are on that subtropical temperate kind of border, we can get away with things like apples and pears but we can also grow macadamia nuts and bananas and loquats and more kind of subtropical fruits so um, we have a nice little pocket here.
1: Food has always had a big impact on Jamie's life even when she was growing up in far north Queensland.
0: Well, I grew up in Cairns um, for quite a few of my younger years and there's this amazing fruit market up there called, called Rusty's Markets and they have every kind of weird and wonderful tropical fruit you could ever imagine and we used to go there every single week and we could pick out anything that we wanted. So to me it was normal to be eating rambutans and mangosteens and lychees all the time. And I have such fond memories of literally sitting in our pool in cans and eating a kilo of lychees as a kid and just thinking that that was the best thing ever. Um, And, you know, now that I have my own kids, I want to really give them those sorts of amazing memories around good quality, highly nutritious food. What really started me on my path to farming was the birth of my second son. So, um, I started this little veggie garden in the backyard of our first home and it was really my way of helping me work through my postnatal depression. It was my solace. It was my purpose away from just being a mum and through that little veggie garden, which eventually took over my entire backyard, Um, I found this really deep love of growing and this deep connection with nature. And fast forward eight years um, and a few times moving around um, because as I'm sure a lot of people would know, being first generation farmers and trying to get access to land, it's very, very expensive and it's not easy. Um, so we've bought and sold a couple of properties always, you know, with the intention of landing really good land in a really good location, which we finally have. Um, but I've done thousands of hours of research. Um, I've completed some amazing farming courses. Um, and then prior, just prior to this, I was working on a local organic farm for the last three and a half years. So it's been quite a journey to get to this point um and you know at the time I was a bit frustrated that it was taking so long to get to this point because I have such a passion for it and I really wanted to do it my way um but looking back if I hadn't have had that time and if I hadn't have Learned from other farmers and made the mistakes and you know being chucked in the deep end quite a few times i wouldn't have learnt those lessons so h- having that eight years of lessons has really helped me to get to where we are now i always knew that it was going to be hard work physically um but i think the the mental toughness that you have to have the resiliency that you have to have, um, you know, you're nurturing these tiny little seedlings for, you know, maybe four weeks before they even go into the ground and then they can just all get wiped out by ducks in 20 minutes and you're back to square one again. Um, you know, or we have big floods and there's your entire crop gone and then you've got to wait another three or four weeks before you can even get back into the beds to replant. Um, It's that mental toughness. Um, Also being a female in agriculture, I've had to learn how to, I guess, really stand up for myself and my beliefs and how – Like, I'm the first one to always say, like, there's always lessons to learn. Like, you can take any opportunity, any situation and learn lessons. But there comes a certain point where I think when you've learned enough lessons, you can really trust your own instincts and really sink into that and know that you know how to do something. And yeah, being a, a woman in agriculture, I've had a few challenging moments Just because I'm female, not because of my experience. It has been four months of a blur. Um, We have literally been working six or seven days a week. Um, I'm very lucky that I have my dad who has been helping me with the infrastructure side of things. Um, My hubby works really long hours, so he's here when he can, but Um, Ultimately, it's just me doing a lot of it. Um, So when we moved in, we moved in on a Friday. um, And by the Monday, we had tarps down in the growing area and we were mapping out the irrigation. And we were cutting down bits of the old orchard that were already on the property. And I'm sure all the neighbours thought we were absolutely mental.
1: A typical day on the farm can deliver just about anything. But throw in three young kids to the mix and things clearly get a little hectic.
0: I've got three little boys, so <laughs> it's very busy no matter what I'm doing. Um, so usually it is get up, get everyone organised for school or kindy or if someone's staying home, get them all sorted for the day um, and then it's straight outside. Uh Because we're still in the build-up stage, a lot of my time is spent mulching rows and digging at the moment, but it's also, you know, sowing seeds and planting and harvesting, um, you know, with being the snack lady involved in there for my four-year-old and footy, footy training and all sorts of things. So I'm very conscious that I have to balance mum life with farm life which is a bit of a teetering seesaw sometimes Um, and I'm sure it's going to get a little bit harder as we head into spring summer and everything starts really ramping up but um, I'm trying my best. (laughs)
1: Like many small producers, farmers markets have proved vital to getting to market.
0: We've been really lucky to um, get into a weekly market straight away as soon as we've had produce available, um, which has been incredible. Um, so for the last five or six weeks, we've been taking produce to market every Sunday. And so far, every single week we have either sold out or s- almost sold out and only had two or three items left over, which has been amazing and the feedback has been really incredible as well. Um, We've also just finished a small CSA trial uh, with just some local community members, which has had really good feedback. Um, And it's been such a lovely way for the community to be involved in the new farm and to really get behind it and support it, Um, you know, because without community supporting small farms, there's not going to be any small farms to, su- to support community. So that's um, that's been really good and we're excited to expand that um, as we keep expanding the farm.
1: The solid foundation Jamie has built is now giving her the chance to branch out and potentially supply restaurants too.
0: I would really like to get our fruit tree operation up and running. Um, So we've put in not enough to do wholesale, but enough to service our customers. So I'd really love to see all those fruit trees, you know, come to maturity and be able to offer that. Um, We would really like to also expand our CSA and hopefully get that up to 25 to 30 members every week. Um, and with that comes, you know, a higher rotation of more variety of crops. Um, this year, we're going to be putting in some ginger and hopefully build up stock so we have enough to really ramp up production next year. The same with garlic. Um, you know, as as a young farmer, you don't have the capital to just go buy. 20-30 kilos of seed garlic I've, I've got to you know build up my own stock so that's what this year's about for those sorts of things. The Scenic Rim has such an amazing agrotourism campaign and there's so many really talented chefs in the area who champion local producers so I feel lucky that I'm already in this region to start with. Um, so I'd like to be able to connect with local restaurants, um, and possibly do farm trails, um, farm gate trails, which is something that the scenic room does. Um, so yeah, so that would be amazing at the moment. Um, I'm really happy with staying at more of a community level. I, I really love that I know I'm starting to know the families that I'm feeding. I think that's really special. Um, so, yeah, so I think for now we'll stay at, you know, markets and CSA. Um, my dad built me the most beautiful little farm gate stall. Um, so we'll start stocking that pretty soon as well um, just for the ultra-local community um, but, yeah, I think that's where we'll stay for a little while. Um, I, my youngest goes to school next year, so we'll see what happens when I've got a little bit more time up my sleeve.
1: Building her own farm has had a profound impact on Jamie.
0: I've always felt a real sense of calm and peace when I've been outside with plants. Um, Even as a little kid, I used to spend hours making fairy houses out of every kind of flower and twigs and bark and everything in my grandma's garden. Um, Being outside was always my happy place, but since having kids and really struggling to find that, my sense of self, um, growing and farming really gave that back to me. And then setting up our own farm has just tripled that effect Um, you know I, I love growing for people I love nurturing other families with beautiful healthy produce and food that I feel proud feeling my own feeding my own family so it's a really fulfilling hard work but very fulfilling I think it's made me more determined I think I've had to be, (laughs) otherwise I would have given up already. Um, I think I've, you know, I've had to step out of my comfort zone and learn things that I wouldn't necessarily like to learn, Um, more of the business side of things, I guess. Um, That's one of the lessons that I have learnt um, from past experiences and, and working on past farms and just seeing that so many farmers don't put enough emphasis on the farm as a business and it really needs to be treated as a business from the start. Um, So I really wanted to make sure that that was a priority for me um, to make sure I was going to be successful. So I think that has had an effect on me. Um, But also I'm proud of myself with how hard we've worked and persevered and just gotten stuff done in the last four months and I'm really excited that you know all the hard work getting the infrastructure set up and making things look beautiful which is very important to me um, how that's all going to play out and look over the next five ten fifteen years.
1: For Jamie it's the full circle hands in the soil growing produce and enjoying the rewards of the labour
0: with a great meal. I've always loved cooking um, and I love cooking for our family but when we have friends over for the barbecues um, so I'll actually go around and before I harvest anything I'll be tasting everything that we're going to harvest to make sure it's tasting its absolute best. Um, I am... I don't know if this is the right term, but I'm a bit, bit of a food snob. I, <laughs> I, love, I love good tasting food. Um, so, to have really, really good tasting vegetables just means that your cooking's gonna be that much more amazing. So, um, I think my cooking's almost influenced my farming more than the other way around. I, I've definitely got the production bug. I, I think a lot of other farmers would understand that, that, um, that kind of high you get from producing lots of really good food. That's a really cool feeling. Um, I love that I work in a really beautiful space. That was one of the big things that we considered when designing the farm. We had a few different focuses and, and beauty was pretty high up there. Um, if I was going to be outside every single day working in all sorts of weather, I wanted the space to feel inspiring and joyful and look beautiful. Um, so, we've achieved that through a few different things. Um, yeah, I just I just love that when nurturing other families with food that I know has nurtured our family um where and I also love that we're looking after this bit of land um you know it's really important for us to be building resilient ecology both above and below the soil surface so like that's one of our main priorities here so to know that we're doing our part and trying to nurture this land and you know, bring it back to as much health as we possibly can and encouraging all the beautiful birds and insects and um, all the fungi and microbes in the soil. Knowing that we can do that, that's really important.
1: Jamie and Forgotten Sound Farm is a beautiful example of the healing power of food and how it can be a positive influence on many lives This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of producers, farmers, makers, and growers, the true lifeblood of the food industry. Follow us on Instagram at podcast, or email us at producerspodcast at deepintheweeds.com.au.